0: going back with the elevator music yeah
1: let me see here
0: welcome to the good morning liberty (laughs) elevator we're taking you to the top of the liberty floor
1: the gml elevator
0: last stop is liberty
1: (laughs) i'm hitting go live now but you can keep going that's funny
0: Once we arrive in this paradise land you will find there's no need for hunger, starvation or greed.
1: <laughs> liberty Welcome 25th floor
0: to your liberty destination.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm Chuck, uh, your elevator butler.
1: <laughs> what is, what is that called?
0: What is the guy called that's on the elevator? I don't know. Hi, my name's Chuck at your service on the Liberty elevator today. <laughs> welcome to Paradise.
1: <laughs>
0: this is Good-, Good Morning Liberty. Well, welcome back, folks, to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty podcast. screaming in your ears today is myself the one the only the glorious charlie thompson (laughs) and with me as always the ever so pleasant sometimes enraged yeah Lib, it's Lispy Libertarian. I'm bringing it back. By the, the Lispy way, Libertarian. Here we go back to the Lispy, Mr. Lispy. You know that could you know you could use that to your advantage. By the way, because people will remember a unique voice.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that in the pre-show. If you yes. guys haven't signed up yet, then you should go ahead and subscribe on our uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, go like us and and listen on those platforms. But we were talking about how a really unique voice can actually help you sometimes. When you think about, we were talking about Mark levin who's got a a ridiculous voice <laughs> just terrible voice my yeah. wife will not listen to more than 10 seconds of him talking and then ben shapiro mark love it <laughs> ben ben shapiro who obviously has uh not a voice for radio. Not not a voice for that radio. This guy
0: grew up in speed reading competitions. He's so fast. Yes. So fast.
1: And it's not like he's got the deepest, most warm timbre voice that there is. No. You know, it's it's very different. But we were talking about how that can actually help. You know, people can remember. So I think we should use this whole Lispy leverage. I'll try to lisp as much as I possibly can. You've been trying your whole life to get rid of it. I know. It's time to start embracing it. I know. I'm gonna stop my lisp block That I have going all the time. I'm just going to talk normal. Yeah, just talk like yourself,
0: which is Nate. You know, this podcast is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And part of that pursuit of meaning is you can take your imperfections in life, and instead of complaining about them and wishing, why am I not perfect like one of the Kardashians? You know, (laughs) because clearly they're obviously Instagram perfect. Why am I not that way? Well, take (laughs) take what you've been given. Take the hand that you're dealt, so to speak. people like to use those poker references i have no idea why but take the hand that you were dealt and play your cards and try to win the chips
1: you know the first time that i um the first time i recorded vocals in nashville uh the the producer stopped while i was recording he goes nate it sounds like you have a lisp and, and so I've been worried about that your whole time. <laughs> so what Charlie said, like you can worry about that a lot and you can decide, oh, I'm never going to do anything ever that has to do with speaking, or you can start your own podcast where you talk all the time yes. and put yourself out there. You can speak choose at colleges. Yeah. We speak at colleges. We do live speaking things. You can choose one of those two paths. And obviously I've chosen to, uh, I just, just not. Don't care about it. You know, there's this good story from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He was the governor of California. That's Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. That's how you guys <laughs> know, uh, because he was the, the governor of California. Well, he was telling the story about how when he... Uh, when he was first starting out, all the talent agencies and people who were, you know, doing casting, well, they said, you're never going to make it anywhere because your voice is ridiculous. Like no one's ever going to cast you in a movie for anything. And then the part for Terminator comes up and he obviously ends up getting that part, one of his first major parts. It made him a, a leading person, the superstar. And the, the director later later told him, that when i heard your voice i just knew that you were perfect because you sounded like a machine and that's exactly what we were looking for and that's why we (laughs) picked you and and so he tells a story about how when he was starting he had this thing that was his biggest hindrance and and what was going to keep him from ever obtaining what he wanted in life and that very same thing ended up being the reason that he obtained all of those things. Mm-hmm. So don't ever just decide that you're you're down and out. There's no way that you can ever do anything. Turn it into a positive thing instead. Don't be a victim. Don't that's be the, a victim. That's the
0: biggest thing. You know, there's We're our own worst critic. There's many things in our life that we wish could be better. You know, like I wish I could be in a little bit better shape. And, you know, at times people wish they could be as tall as I was, but it has its many disadvantages. Yeah. You know, I've seen there was a contest last night at the Preds game, by the way, where there were four finalists to win a trip to go to the Winter Classic in January, which we're going to, by the way, we'll be in Dallas at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. for New Year's Eve and New Year's celebrations, watching a few games and taking a well-deserved vacation. Yep. But there were 7000 people that signed up for this. And then there were four finalists and they had to do a contest on the ice last night. And that consisted of getting on like a tiny tricycle and going all the way down to the end of the ice, 200 feet, going around a pin and coming back. And I looked at <clears throat> Stephanie, my girlfriend last night. I was like, look, there's no way I'd win that. Like I'm pretty athletic and I've got really strong legs Yeah. and I, I'm a fierce competitor. <laughs> like I don't lose at thumb war. Okay. <laughs> I, I take everything seriously because I'm, I'm a winner. Winners win. We figure out a way to win. I went at darts, cornhole, basketball, golf. It doesn't matter. I want to <laughs> win. I even said this kid, he doesn't care. But I look, <laughs> I don't. But I looked at her last night and I was like, I I wouldn't win that because there was one guy who was about probably 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, and was built for that tricycle. <laughs> and he smoked everyone. Mm, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing I thought about, Actually, I thought about two other things. I got to say it real quick. Have you ever seen the comedian? Uh, his name's Bert, and I can't pronounce his last name, but he does the Russian story. I ha- yeah. It's hilarious. Like the machine. So when you one? said, yeah. when you were saying machine, yeah. he's like, I am the machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's um, pretty funny. And then the two people, the two celebrities I think of the most with a lisp for you, Nate, <laughs> that are massive, you got Mike Tyson. And there's all kinds of memes going around about that guy's lisp. I mean, Mary Quithmith. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Michael Strahan. <clears throat> Michael Strahan, yeah. Yeah. He's got he, a he's got a gap between his teeth, massive one. Yeah. But he owns it. The he's big, like, look, this is who I am and this is how I talk. And Fox hired me
1: and I'm a I'm a badass. The biggest thing I have going against me is that my name isn't Michael. So there's, no, there's just, just really nothing I can do about that. Mike
0: Tyson, yeah. Michael, yeah.
1: You got it. Your name has or to be Arnold.
0: Michael. It can't be Arnold. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, so, uh, subscribe to the podcast. If yes. this is your first time listening, this is a podcast where we talk about liberty and we talk about how getting the freaking government out of your way all the time. Don't sit there and rely on the government for your livelihood. What kind of life is that? You're just sitting around waiting for the right person to get elected, to be the president so you can have a better life, that's a terrible life plan because you never know who the president is going to be. You have to get out there and make the life that you want. And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we talk about every single day on the Good Morning Liberty podcast. So subscribe, find us on every single podcast app that there is. If we're not on the one that you use, then get a better podcast app, okay? (laughs) Or you can listen to us live on YouTube and Facebook. But today, we've got a couple stories about people working low-wage jobs a really, really funny funny way of saying it, by the way, which is what I titled the the episode, which is something like half of Americans make less than the median wage, which is something that Thomas Sowell made fun of. That is actually something that Bernie Sanders is still trying to use as a talking point, by the way.
0: This is, yeah, this is pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk a little bit about, a little bit about Elon Musk, because there was another, there was a, this article in Business Insider that came out talking about CEO compensation. And then we've got a couple good stories to round it out with. So it's going to be a jam-packed Liberty episode starting now. All right. Are you going to read the first one? <laughs> you can read Look, the first the, one. The,
0: the whole first part of the podcast, I don't want anybody to skip that. That was all about meaning.
1: Yeah, it is. You know? yeah. This,
0: this podcast is about life, liberty, and meaning. And Well, I guess it was about life and meaning. Yeah. And Liberty in the essence of liberty, within that taking ownership of your faults, like that's usually what makes people successful—is your faults. Yeah. Um, even Bernie Sanders is successful for his faults. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is coming from msn. Uh, dot com. almost half of American Americans work in low wage jobs. Bernie, San, Bernie Sanders shared this. Obviously, now this article was written by Amy Peachy. I just want you to know that she's a freelance journalist and uh, she's reported for like Bloomberg and some other people. I am looking her up to see where she went to college. Maybe you can do that while I read this. (laughs) Okay, I'll look that up. So uh, the coming again, coming from MSN, almost half of Americans work in low wage jobs. (laughs) America's unemployment rate is at a half century low, but it also has a job quality problem. That affects nearly half the population, with a study finding 44% of U.S. workers are employed in low-wage jobs that pay median annual wages of $18,000.
1: Okay, now the first problem with that, these are low-wage jobs that pay median annual wages of $18,000. These jobs do not pay annual wages. No. These are these are hourly jobs and they're not salary, they're not salary, jo- no one's hiring someone and say, I am going to give you a salary of $18,000 exactly. a year. <laughs> That's not what's happening unless you're like a school teacher in Wyoming somewhere something like that. But we have to first remember that because these are hourly jobs and they're taking the amount of money that these people will typically make in a year working this job. But remember the amount of money you're making a year working that job is completely determined by the amount of hours that you're willing to work. Okay. And that's I wonder the how part about
0: it. I wonder how many of these are like servers and bartenders. I'm, you know?
1: I'm a lot of them. Because we
0: used to serve and bartend for a long time and we made two fifteen an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I didn't want to tell Uncle Sam this, but I didn't always claim all of my tips.
1: No, that's so. That's the thing. There are a lot. So how do they know what my? How do they know what my annual wage was? They don't. They're taking what you reported, and we all know because both of us were servers for long times, and there are a lot of people who work in that industry. You never report all of your tips. The only ones you report can get taxed.
0: The only ones you report are the credit card ones because they're automatically yeah already in there for you.
1: Yeah. Cash tips, no. Yeah. People will leave you cash tips because they know that you don't have to report that. Right. Very, very common. Anyway, sorry. So most of the
0: 53 Americans working in low-wage jobs are adults in their prime working years, <laughs> or between about 25 to 54, they noted. Their median hourly wage is 1022 per hour. That's above the federal minimum wage of 725 an hour, but well below what's considered the living wage for many regions.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> you have. Have you to, seen living wage defined anywhere? No, that's the, the that's the thing I have written down here as as something to to mention. First off, you'd have to define low wage because low wage that can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different places. Now, Very arbitrary. They define that as anyone who makes less than fifteen dollars an hour. You're making less. You're making a low wage at that point in time. But then of course you have to take into account that in some places around the country, making less than $15 an hour might be perfectly fine. It it might be totally fine. It depends on what your cost of living is. You know, the little town where I'm from uh, called uh, Pulaski, Illinois. If you're making 10 to $13 an hour, you're making plenty of money to live there the i mean you can buy a house for 20 grand in that in that town and you can live just fine making 10 to 13 dollars an hour why and, don't we live there i don't i feel like we should move there instead but the <laughs> we problem should broadcast is broadcast <laughs> from pulaski well i mean we do work from home so i guess we can work we can work out of there so yeah uh, no, nah, that's in illinois i don't want to do that no i don't want to do that got to pay state taxes but that's the problem with with Applying this blanket term to everyone, a living wage or a low wage, it's not the same for everyone around the country. For some people, a lot of people that don't live in a major metropolitan city or right next to one, making $10 an hour could be plenty of money to pay your living expenses. That's why you can't just say everyone making less than $15 is not making a livable wage at that point in time. Because... The, living, the cost of living is not the same everywhere. It, they do these things where they apply a blanket term or they'll, they'll compare the minimum wage to what the average housing costs are in the US. What's the problem there? You just compared the lowest amount of money you can make to what the average cost of a house is—that's not an accurate comparison. You have to compare the lowest wage people work for with the lowest cost of a house. That would be the actual accurate comparison if you're if you're trying to be truthful in your article. I'll I'll quit cutting in. My bad. Well,
0: and here's the other thing I want to mention. You know, this—the adults in their prime working age, they're between 25 to 54. There's nothing in here that. That factors in whatsoever what these adults have done with their life. No. no. Like, so did they go to college and they graduated? Did they start their own business? What decisions have they made? Are any of those things factored in? Because if you're 54 and working a quote unquote low wage job, what did you do between 25 and 54 to be where you're at?
1: you probably didn't make all of the best decisions that you could have made and now you're you're asking to still have the same outcome as people who did make good decisions which is uh it creates an incentive to not make good decisions at that point in time and i'm not saying like you're screwed in life you're in a tough position uh deal it. no one cares about you you know you you made your bed now live in it That's not a great talking point, but you also have to ask yourself as a society, as your society progresses, do you want to incentivize good decisions or incentivize uh, any decisions? Eh, It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever the decisions are, we'll make sure you have the same outcome as everyone else. That's which society 200 years later is going to be better at that point in time. Sometimes I think it has to be tough love. Like, yeah. Sometimes I think it has to be asking
0: the hard questions and being honest. I was watching a video last night with Gary Vee and he was taking phone calls and this 22 year old recent graduate had called in and she wasn't where she wanted to be yet because she wasn't a millionaire. And she was comparing herself to Instagrammers like the Kardashians, like Kylie Jenner, who owns a mm-hmm. billion dollar company now um, and who's young. Right. She I think she's she's under 30 still. Um, and he, of course, was like, well, did you ever take into consideration the, you know, the crazy business that that family has built and and how their mom is the architect of uh, ridiculous um, business antics? Uh, but not only that, he asked her some hard questions like how much free time did you have on Saturday and Sunday? And she said, mm. well, probably more than I should. He goes, that's your problem. Yeah. He said from 22 to 30. He's like, you had more free time last weekend than I did between the years 22 and 30 combined. Yeah. So eight years. He was like, look, if you spend the next six years working and focusing on yourself and doing the daily grind, working, you know, 10, 12, 14, 15 hours a day, uh, trying to accomplish your goals without any time for rest or relaxation because you want it that bad. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take time off. I think there are, there's room for that, but I'm asking like, how bad do you actually want it? Look, you get one life, man. That's it. Yeah. Or woman, you get (laughs) one life. What do you want to do with it? And it's 95% of it is up to you. Yeah. It's it's really up to you. So if you are 54 and you're stuck where you're at, 95% of that is probably your fault. And I, Look, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I'm trying to figure out like what what all did you do from 25 to 54 where you're here? And look, because you're there doesn't mean you can't change. You know, you can take the steps necessary to get to a place where you're earning more than what is considered a low wage. You know, I actually helped my mom start her own business. Now it's still growing. Yeah. But at I'm not going to give her age out, but somewhere in the 50 year range. She, because I'm 30. <laughs> you are so 30. My mom, you know, I'm 31, actually. Yeah, you are. Dang home. it. So Dang. my mom is, you know, she's at least 20 years older than me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she was cleaning houses and stuff. And we were like, well, let's just start a business and see how it grows. And so you actively work on that every single day and you keep growing that, and you keep becoming better and better. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can start at any time. Yeah. But this is your one
1: life. What are you doing with it? I think the problem that we have is that people somehow think that um, you just deserve all this time, like you should only have to work 40 hours a week or 35 hours a week and be able to have whatever standard of living that you wanna have. And it just simply isn't the case. Like if what you do is not valued in society to the point that you can only work thirty-five hours a week and have the life that you want, then you're gonna have to work more hours doing that thing. You can't arbitrarily decide that the value of what you're doing is more simply because you don't wanna work more hours. And when I when I got done when I got done playing music, you know, I Um, We live in Nashville, really quick quick housing market here, really good housing market here. And when I got done um, playing music, I went into flipping houses in Nashville. And I started that business with a friend, a a, a friend that was in the band with me. And we started flipping houses and we wanted to make a lot of money so we could save up money to start a trading account, which is another thing that I do. And we worked. We we worked 18, 19, 20 hours a day for two and a half years. And you know, as my friend, that I was not available to ever do anything during that time. I never went out anywhere. I never went to any type of friend functions whatsoever. I barely even answered my phone or my text messages because I was working so much all the time. And I, I mean, we were able to... I. I think most people would call that successful because we flipped over 200 houses during that time and, and we able to fund the trading account and, and all of that. And you just, you know what you get out of life, what you put in it and people are asking to put less in and get more out. And that's, that's not an equation that's going to work long-term.
0: And most people see the end result because that person's popular, let's say the Kardashians, and they don't see all the hard work that went into it before.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know how, how much people, hard work the Kardashians put people in ca- catch lucky breaks,
0: but yeah. look, the, the, <clears throat> the, mom of that family is a genius. Yeah. She's the one that put the business together and has used their, let's say fame in a, uh, a strategic manner <clears throat> Yeah, to where now, instead of only being worth a few million, they're worth billions. Yeah. So they've done a, no one saw the hard work in the background that the mom was doing.
1: Well, that's the look at what we, we do the, the, um, the automation every day in the healthcare industry. I flipped all the houses. I do the trading every day. We did the music touring thing for a long time. we start, we started this podcast and just think 10 years from now, if this podcast is like the biggest radio show in the country, someone who's never heard of us, can find us and say, well, they just popped up overnight. Look at that. Where did they come from? Wow. It must be not. Oh yeah. Look at that. They made a whole bunch of money cause they got a lucky break in music or, or look at that. They, oh yeah, he hit some good trades or sure. He was able, he. He must've grown up rich because then he went into coding software and he started the software development company and they don't pay. They, they didn't see all the hardships throughout that entire time. Lots of them. They didn't see the part of our music careers where we were sleeping on the floor of our van down by a river. You know, they, they didn't see that part whatsoever.
0: Sleeping in Walmart parking lots.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's Walmart's your favorite place at that point in time because they've got a well-lit parking lot. Yeah. That's the best place to sleep. But then you look at them down the road and you see, oh look they're in a you know they're in a bus wow must be nice must be nice to be them no you didn't see me eating tuna out of a can in a walmart parking lot or peeing by the side of the van risking indecent exposure tickets because (laughs) it was too because it was too cold to walk all the way in the walmart or something like that like you didn't see that part of my life you just see this part of my life right so, you no, know, I don't know
0: what you guys think of Lizzo and I'm not really a fan. Who, what's that? She's a, she's an artist. Never heard. So she's apparently an artist. A lot of people okay. like to listen to her. Huh? She's the one that she's like, I took a DNA test and I'm a hundred percent. Not that B. Nope. You haven't heard that? I'm not ringing a bell. Anyway, it's a lot of chicks anthem. Okay. At this point, you
1: know, they chicks anthem. They're, they're a hundred percent.
0: Not that B, you know? Okay. So anyway, cause they've been taking DNA tests, I guess maybe ancestry.com. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the, anyway, she, she had made a post recently where she said for eight years, she was told, no, you know, eight years she was sleeping in her car. She had $32 in her bank account. You know, she was playing, she was giving away tickets free to her show to get people to come to come see her. My daughter and, I uh, and then, <laughs> then
1: <laughs> we got an ad in there. That was a, that was a, not a, that was not approved ad placement right there. We're going to have to send them some requests for some money. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) she, she had made this post was like, you know, I'm glad I never gave up. And so like people see Lizzo today is like, oh man, she must've, you know, got a lucky break, but like, no, she put in eight years, like head down eight years of just busting your butt and to get something exciting. But Anyway, we need to finish this article real quick because there's a very important point coming up right yeah. here that we have to talk about. And this is how politicians try to get you. And this is something <laughs> that Thomas Saul made fun of. It's really <clears> good <throat> that you brought this up today, Nate. So. Uh, from the article, even though the economy is adding more jobs, there's increasing evidence that many of those new positions don't offer the kind of wages and benefits required to get ahead. A new measure called the Job Quality Index. Where does that come from? Job Quality Index. The Job Quality Index. Is this <laughs> global... Job quality index? Uh,
1: can't tell you. I don't know.
0: Anyway, it recently found that there's now a growing number of low-paying jobs relative to employment with above-average pay. For the U.S. overall... Oh, good Lord. for the, <laughs> Mr. Producer, <laughs> quit playing the clips. My bad. For the US overall, median household income is $66,465. Not a bad salary there. No. According to Centier <laughs> Research, with roughly half of families earning less than that amount.
1: Okay. Say that sentence one more time for me. For the U.S. overall,
0: median household income is $66,465, according to Centier Research, with roughly half of families earning less than that amount.
1: Okay. So this is a really funny point that Thomas Sowell made one time. And I apologize for all the clips. I have I realize I have the hotkey transition on the video as the space bar, which also starts playing the videos that are queued up on YouTube at the same time because that's play and pause. So this is a really, really funny point by Thomas Sowell that he made was that we live in a time where a politician can can raise a political stampede with a talking point. Like, did you know that half of American families make less than the median income? Ooh, oh, ooh. that, ooh, that sounds bad. Except for when you ask yourself, what is the median? What's, what's the median? So the, the problem there is that we're probably not taught this in our common core math these days, but median is the middle number. Median's the middle number so if you have three numbers you have the number one two and three the median number is two at that point in time and so you're gonna have half below that and half above that at that point in time and so when you say half of the country makes less than the median that will always be the case because the median is the middle number and half of the countries below it and half of the country is above it. And there's, you can use this as a talking point for people who don't pay attention to things like this. But unfortunately, if you're Bernie Sanders, you can use this to drum up a bunch of hatred and political divide and hatred for people who have more than you. By using this talking point that is just a plain fact of math, that median is the middle number. Half of the people will always make less than the median because that's what the median is. But people don't know that, I guess. I don't so
0: know. listen, Amy, peachy, who wrote <laughs> this article, um, I know you're watching because yeah. we're discussing your article. Um, as a musician, as a fellow musician, I know you're a recovering classical musician who played the viola. <laughs> as a fellow musician who played trumpet and guitar and just about any brass instrument that you could name. French horn was one of my favorites to play. Yeah,
1: Did you, you know. play a brass guitar? No, no. Okay. Brass
0: instruments. And okay. I play guitar in a band.
1: Okay. It was a bass guitar. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I played regular guitar in a band, too. Yeah. Just not as famous. <laughs> more, I'm famous for my bass slapping. Yeah. But anyway, she played the viola and, uh, but you should, Amy, I'm telling you, you should go back to the university of Rochester and get your money back Yeah, because they
1: failed to teach you that median means middle. Yeah. So (laughs) you cannot put as a talking point in your article, though, half of America makes less than the median income. You can't do that. No. Well, you mean you can. You're just not very. You're not being intellectually honest at that point in time.
0: You're actually saying the truth because it is the truth. Yeah, yeah. Half of Americans will always make less. Yeah, always. I don't care if the median is a million dollars. No, half
1: will make less than
0: that. If the median is twenty thousand, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be half. Yep. You could do this cross culturally, cross country. (laughs) You know, you could do this in Dubai,
1: Afghanistan. (laughs) Do you know what percentage of the country makes more than the median? The other half. Half. So you could easily put as a talking point: half the country makes more than the median wage. Well, Why yeah. don't I write the article? While I make where I make that as you a should point. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You do could that. do
0: this with goats. So people in <laughs> Afghanistan, if the median, you know, household goat count was ten, then half of Afghanis Afghans would have less than the median goat count per household. We Not apologize love.
1: to our Afghan audience, okay? We don't mean to speak derogatorily I, about your goat ownership, which I think is a great thing. Right. Yeah.
0: I've, I love goat cheese and stuff. And yeah. I've actually had a uh, goat in Peru, by the way. delicious. A lamb, maybe. Yeah. What's the difference between a goat and a lamb?
1: Mm, can't tell. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe University of Rochester could tell us. I, I'm sure she knows. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... Good article there. Yeah. Uh, great story. So some ways to fix this, by the way, if you want to have a solution to this problem, which is so many people making low wages are not able to get by. You can work more hours, which is something people don't want to be told because they feel like they're working too many hours as it is, I guess they're not, you know, they don't want to spend all their time working. Okay. Well, if you don't want to spend all your time creating value for your society, then you're going to get the benefit of the value for society that you are creating. And you're going to have to be okay with that, which means you're going to have to prioritize your living expenses at that point in time. You might have to cut Netflix. You might have to have an older phone. You might have to use less data or something like that. You might have to be in a crappier house. Maybe you have to live in a trailer. I don't know. Maybe
0: to sleep on an air mattress in your best friends. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Which you've done before. (laughs) I have. Yeah. You have to prioritize your expenses. You know, when I was, flipping those houses to try and save up money. I lived, uh, my my partner and I, we paid ourselves about $7.25 an hour for two and a half years. And then the rest of it went into a savings account. So you can prioritize your life to fit those kinds of living. You can prioritize your expenses to fit what your income is if you want it bad enough. And if you take the responsibility for yourself, but unfortunately, I don't I don't know if that's something that uh, I don't think that's something people want to do. You know, it's hard. OK, let's that's talk. the thing. It's hard. Mm, let's talk about Elon Musk real quick. And some. well, CEO. actually, I was thinking in, yeah. in lieu of time. Yeah,
0: we might. We might pick up that tomorrow. OK, I kind of wanted to go to some good news.
1: OK, all
0: right. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's fine. It's fine nowadays okay let's talk about some uh let's talk about some good news then um let's see which one we have here so there was this pretty cool story about this uh this company that surprised its employees with a big bonus 10 million dollar holiday bonus they paid out to the employees So this is from KUTV, it's a local news station. Employees of St. John Properties got got the surprise of a lifetime after the company's founder announced the company is giving a $10 million bonus to be divided amongst its 198 employees. That includes nine people who work at the company's Salt Lake City office. During the company's annual holiday party, St. John Properties founder and chairman, Edward St. John, Shocked his employees with the news. The average employee is getting $50,000 each, but the size of the bonus depends on the employee's tenure and years of service. Some employees are getting six-figure bonuses, upwards of $250,000. Now that's not fair. I don't know, if, I don't know um, if anyone was unhappy about that, but we've got a video of some of these people being uh, surprised with this. So we'll play that. Maybe it'll make you feel good. And I bet you the amount of people applying to work at this place has just skyrocketed in the last little bit. So we'll uh, we'll play this. Let's see what we got. At the holiday party for
2: St. John Properties in Baltimore, employees were handed envelopes like the ones you see at the Oscars. And now you can open your red envelope. But this was no movie. This was their bonus. I'm so happy. Just thank them from the bottom of my heart. In all, the real estate development company is handing out $10 million shared by 198 employees. The amount received is based on tenure, with bonuses ranging from $100 to $270,000. The average payout is $50,000. I'm definitely going to pay it forward. Definitely, I have to. You don't get a gift like that and not share it. Scott Connolly has been a maintenance technician at St. John for 29 years.
1: I keep thinking about it.
0: It's like winning the lottery a little bit. It's something that you never expected. Executives
2: say this was a way to celebrate reaching a major company goal. We heard things such as, I'm buying a new Corvette. Uh, I'm debt free finally for the first time in my life. It literally brought tears to our eyes. A real estate company making a real difference. Joe Fryer, NBC News.
0: Now, did this, it must have been directed (laughs) from a government bureaucrat. They were forced to do this, This right? This must have been forced. (laughs) You know, there's no way a greedy free market company, like whatever this company is, (laughs) St. John's Properties. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way this greedy owner would just willingly hand out $10 million. He's got to be hoarding that cash somewhere in his Mattress and the FBI must have raided his mattress (laughs) and said either the government's going to take this or you give it out in bonuses. That's the only way because capitalism is only the only thing capitalism is capitalism equals greed.
1: Yeah, it's only exploitation. It's only greed. It's only terrible things, right? There's never anything good from it whatsoever. Now, this is it's a good story. And, you know, I hope more people will do this the the difference here is is that we don't want the government to force this down as a decree to all employees because some businesses can't handle that different businesses have to decide whether or not it's the right time to do this and obviously this company decided they could spare 10 million dollars for bonuses to give to people um it's probably going to help them on their taxes i'm sure more, more than likely, um, but it's it's a really cool thing, and it's always good to spotlight good things that come from capitalism, like all of these people getting getting this money that they didn't have to get. You know, there no one was forcing this to happen. They could have had their holiday party, and each got you know the five hundred dollar bonuses that they normally get, or whatever, and everything would have gone on fine. They still would have had a. Property place that made good money and they would have had jobs, and that these people didn't have to do this.
0: Now, I don't want you to watch this video name and expect <laughs> the same response currently. You know, this um, is something I, I that we hope to do one yeah. day when we have 198 employees. Yeah. Uh, currently, we do not. Have that many, and uh, so far we haven't earned ten million dollars in the door yet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but once we mm-hmm. reach that threshold, obviously the greed comes to an end. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, just giving out those bonuses, you know. So,
1: um, one more uh, really good video here. This is a quick one, just a, a good little holiday treat for you. But I don't know if you guys saw this, the video of the Amazon driver who uh, who the the homeowner left this little this little bag of goodies out there. Basically, this little thing with chips and drinks and candy bars and all kinds of stuff. And his excitement when he saw this, um, it's just just priceless. And it's why this video is is going viral. And it shows that people can do good things for each other. And it shows some appreciation for these drivers that are out there. Uh, Charlie, I'm sure you've gotten plenty of things delivered to your house this year. You know? A lot. Yeah. So just something a little simple, a little, little simple thing like this. I mean, this homeowner probably spent 10 to $15 on the things that are in that little basket that's on the porch and just completely made someone's day or week or year or whatever it was. So a little bit of kindness can can go a long way, as, as they say. This is a really quick one.
0: It's nice. Oh, they got some goodies wow oh this is sweet oh wow get out of here this is sweet oh this is
2: so
1: nice <laughs> This little dance he does when he walks off is just it's just purely amazing that's so, awesome yeah so i mean you know just a little bit of kindness do i recommend everyone that is watching this to do this at your house it will cost you almost nothing and just put a little note on the door that says hey i didn't have to do this you know you don't have to say that but hey amazon driver ups driver whoever you are i really appreciate, don't leave it for your you usps worker because <laughs> They were people too. Nate. They work on stolen money, okay? I'm just just don't know. I'm <laughs> kidding. thank you to all the USPS workers also and your monopolized mailbox that would help all of us have cheaper postage if they were allowed to leave <laughs> if they were allowed to leave things inside the monopolized mailbox that's in front of my house. But anyway, leave it for everyone and just you can really make a lot of people's day. There's a lot of people out there driving trucks around every single day. They just need to know that people care about them. You know, it, and, but their work doesn't go unnoticed. No. I mean, they're taking a lot of time away from their families out there working. Just think about how much you would appreciate that at your job. If, if someone left that for you and said, Hey, I just wanted you to have a nice snack today and and here you go. I think this stuff is
0: really cool. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that shows that humanity still has some goodness. Yeah. Now. Most people are, uh, well, how do I put this in a holiday spirit? Um, let's say most people have a pro- proclivity for evil. Yeah. However, you can live, you can choose the opposite of that and be a good person. You know, when we used to go live on Facebook every single day, every morning, one of the things I used to always tell people is find some type of goodness that you could do today for someone else. You know, whatever that is for you, for this person, it was leaving snacks. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's calling your mom because you haven't called her in a while. You know, maybe it's holding the door open for somebody at a restaurant or or helping uh, an old lady with her groceries or whatever it may be for you. You know, there's that little act of kindness, especially during the holiday season that you never know how awesome it can make someone feel like this like this
1: ups driver i mean that that reaction is priceless try not to do the awkward door hold which is you ever have someone open the door for you when you're obviously like 20 30 steps away from the door so you have to do like that awkward like kind of speed up thing you know where to me that's just always it's always so weird and i've done it to people before because like you feel weird i always try to hold the door open for people or let other people go through first but it's always funny when you decide you're you're at that point where you're like, I don't know if it's rude to let this door shut or if I should hold it open. And so you choose to hold it open, but they're still like, and it if, was going to take them another 15 seconds to, to kind of mosey on through the door right it there. It feels
0: like 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're <laughs> just
1: kind of, you're looking at each other and you're like, yeah, I got this door for you, man. Come on, <laughs> come on through. Let's go. And they're like, oh my God, I better hurry up. This guy's yeah. holding the door for me. You know, try to, you know, just do it at the appropriate time. <laughs> don't just stand at the gas station and yell out towards the people pumping gas. Like I got it. I got, I'm going to hold this door open for you guys. <laughs> It'll be weird. Just, yeah. just don't do it. Just don't. There's, you know, there's a
0: potential that maybe people don't like being touched, so don't go around <laughs> giving free hugs, you know?
1: Yeah. We could give free hugs, but just to ask, yeah. you know? Have them approach you for the hug, right. you right. know? Well, we got, I mean, we got 10 minutes until your call. Do you wanna go ahead and f- wrap this thing up or what What do you wanna do?
0: Yeah, let's let's hit something here.
1: Oh, you wanna talk about something, okay. Well, we got the Elon Musk thing. That's, that's the only other that's thing. That's going to take
0: more than 10 minutes. This yeah, is why we had to skip it. Today. I know.
1: Okay. Well, we'll either have to talk about <laughs> it or close the show off. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah.
0: Well, it's uh, <laughs> it's probably time to close.
1: All right, guys. So whatever you do today, do the most important thing that you can which is be nice to someone and that person is us you should go follow us on instagram (laughs) at good morning liberty follow us on twitter we're not on there all the time but go ahead and follow us because you never know where you're gonna get that surprise perfect flawless just tremendously perfect tweet you know liberty gold yeah just golden Liberty all over the place. And you can go to our Twitter at Good AM Liberty and follow us on there or go to Facebook, look us up, Good Morning Liberty, watch us on the YouTubes. We got about a billion videos on there that you guys can go watch. Like Charlie said, we've been doing live videos for like since twenty seventeen sometime, I would say. We used to go live every single morning. Separately. Yeah, separately. While while Charlie was on his way to work and while I was on my way to a a different sitting place in my house I would do a video and uh so we would talk about whatever was going on so you can go watch plenty of videos from back then too so just do all of those things and go to goodmorningliberty.us if you want to read some great articles on politics and economics and if
0: you want to see how Bernie lies that's bernielies.com where things like uh this article that we debunk can rest so there's also lizlies.com which is According to Babylon B, the only colored person left in the <laughs> Democratic um, Democratic candidates yep. for president. So uh, go check that out. Although, is it? I'm pretty sure Tulsi Gabbard is. I know technically a woman of color. No, nope. right?
1: Doesn't count. <clears throat> it she, doesn't fit the narrative. Was she born and bred in Hawaii? I I don't know. I haven't checked her long form birth certificate. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know for sure.
0: It, we need to make sure she wasn't born in like Kenya or yeah, something like I, that.
1: I, it could have been actually at this point, I'm going to officially speculate that Tulsi Gabber was actually born in Kenya. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Yeah.
0: You know, she was on Rogan's show a couple weeks ago, her and Jocko Willink.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, I
0: listened to most of it. I'm, I'm not done yet. I have a
1: hard time listening to those people talk. I, I don't know. Do you like Jocko at all? I don't know him.
0: Jocko Willink's more of a leadership kind of guy. He's, he kind of is anti-political, but he seems to be a Trump supporter, but also he's pretty, obviously, war. He's a former mm. Navy SEAL, and yeah. you know he he doesn't think we should have left Iraq or, or okay. Afghanistan. That or might be an like interesting
1: that. conversation to listen to. It again. actually was, okay. because
0: obviously Tulsi Gabbard's very anti-interventionist. Yeah. And, you know you have to look at those different kinds of consequences. But anyway, um, LizLies.com is where I was at with that. BernieLies.com, check all those things out. And this holiday season, there is nothing better to get your loved ones or your enemies than your favorite <laughs> gift from the Good Morning Liberty shop. So go to good us slash shop, where you can find all your favorite coffee mugs and t-shirts, and there's a hoodie because it's getting cold outside pretty cold even here in nashville it is less than freezing global warming right yeah which is less than zero degrees celsius for all of (laughs) you scientists out there and for you regular folk in illinois southern illinois it's less than 32 degrees yeah fahrenheit's (laughs) (laughs) so get yourself a hoodie um support the show and we're running this extended sale that we've been talking about, which if you enter the promo code podcast, which means you've made it all the way to the end of our episode to get the promo code podcast, you save yourself 20%. That's a good discount. That's a non greedy discount. Yeah. You know, we actually
1: had a shirt order come in this morning. So thank you to whoever that was. Yes.
0: Maybe Jim. Thanks, Jim. Jim. <laughs> I don't I think know. his name was Jim. Uh, you know, it's probably I'm better off to name a woman because women make eighty
1: percent of the consumer decisions. By the way, yeah, but like ninety nine percent of the audience for libertarian content is male, so
0: I mean, we have like thirty percent female listeners. That's I think. true. That's yeah. true. So anyway, and and they're the ones that buy most of the things. Yeah. So thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you guys do all of that, we'll be back again to talk some more Liberty. Let me know what you think about our elevator commentary. And (laughs) I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Libertas.